Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney, the president of Carson Tyler's Fan Club. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Make sure you get over to sidelinescout.com, check out Poolside Live and their box package. Get hooked up with the best in the business. All right, so we're going to go through our men's tower and just kind of our, our final closing thoughts for the, the men's NCAA championships here. Um, so we'll just run down through prelims for you guys. And first and after prelims was Carson Tyler, second, Bryden Hattie, third, Clayton Chaplin, fourth, Leo Garcia, uh, fifth, Quinn Henninger, sixth, Mohamed Farouk, seventh, Emmanuel Vasquez, and eighth was Lau Yost. Um, your people kind of on the bubble there were Carson Paul from LSU, Ethan Foster from Stanford. Um, and honestly, I, I before I let Aaron go, I think the biggest shocker for us was just that uh, Jordan Rezepko was actually 17th. He was the first one out of the top 16. So that was a big shock for us. Um, we might touch on that a little bit more later, but I'll hand it over to Aaron. What were your thoughts from the prelims? Yeah, another a little bit of a shock, too, was Max Flory. We both thought, you know, Jordan and Max coming into this were probably one and two top dogs. Um, but honestly, probably the surprise of prelims for me was Ethan Foster. Ethan Foster from Stanford. Way to go, man. I mean, he had a pretty crazy crash in warmups and gets up there. I mean, it was it was funny. He came out of the water and literally just the pool is silent and he goes, ow. And it was just, it was funny, but like you're supposed to get right back up and now you got to compete. And so I can only imagine what was going on in his head. Makes the console finals, dove absolutely incredibly well. I ended up texting his coach, Patrick Jeffrey, like, dude, that was, that was amazing. That was so much fun to watch. Way to bounce back, way to get it. And Ethan was all smiles in the stands taking pictures. So that was really, really cool. Yeah, I think um, just kind of looking through here as well, uh, Max was in the in the console, which we'll touch on, No DePair, Joshua Ty, Bjorn Markinson, um, Nicholas Stone was your uh, 16th qualifier. So just real quick with the the, uh, the consoles, Carson Paul was your ninth place finisher, Max Flory in 10th, Ethan Foster 11th, Noah DePair 12th, Rhett Hensley uh, 13th, Joshua Ty. 14th Nicholas Stone was 15th and Bjorn from Arizona was 16th um honestly Carson Paul was like a big shocker um I don't think for anybody involved in the sport like very very intently involved but he just rips everything and a lot of people were kind of gushing about him on the pool deck um, or up in the stands more so for us um and he really showed out I think uh, Aaron had noticed that he had never competed at least through dive meets a reverse three and a half on 10 and he absolutely crushed it in the uh, in the consoles for a total of 91.8 points. So pretty incredible. Straight nines. Yeah, and Ma Max came back really strong, I thought, in the consoles. Any takeaways from the consoles for you, Aaron? No, you you hit it with Carson Paul. I think he, uh, he was incredibly impressive, and I'm sure we'll see him in a final soon. Yeah, I think uh, a big takeaway, which I think is appropriate to talk about now, is Joshua Ty. Um, we kept talking all oh, week, yeah. Aaron and I, about – you know, the team standings through for the NCAA championships, you know, it was Arizona State up there, Cal up there, Texas, IU, NC State. Um, and it was pretty awesome. Cal ended up being your national champions on the men's side. But I thought it was awesome that Cal had a diver that scored points. It might not have been a lot of points, but it was points that they didn't have if they didn't have a diver. So um, hopefully Arizona State kind of gets on board with that and maybe supports diving. Maybe Cal will support diving a little more. They have an awesome coach there in Palin. 
um, and just want to keep seeing them get better. So big shout out to Joshua Ty scoring some team points there for Cal. Any thoughts on that, Aaron? Yeah, I was really excited to see that. Um, I guess we'll do our team breakdown now before we recap the finals. But uh, IU was another benefactor of having a ton of diving points. It came down to that last relay between IU, uh, NC State, and even Texas. And without IU's diving points from, you know, Quinn, Andrew, and Carson, like they wouldn't even have been close to this top five. And they ended up finishing fourth uh, right behind Cal, ASU, Texas, and then IU was that next ne next team. But again, without diving points, like they're they're nowhere near that. So it's really cool to see a team rewarded for a total team effort type of thing. So that was cool. Yeah, so go ahead if you want to hit our platform. Yeah, platform. Your champion was Mr. Carson Tyler. Uh, Brian Hattie was second. Quinn Henniger third. Manny Vasquez was fourth. Clayton Chaplin fifth. And then there was a tie for sixth between Leo Garcia and Lyle Yost. That's kind of interesting. You never, you don't really see ties often. Uh, and then Mohamed Farouk rounded out the top eight. Um, before I uh, go too crazy on Carson, what do you think? What are, what are your um, takeaways? I think it was nice to see Carson finally put that list together that we know he's been working so hard for. And this is really just kind of just the culmination, I think, of really the last month and a half or so in terms of Big Tens, zones and now to cap that off here i think this was kind of his uh the assistant coach there at iu eric best texted me and his his quote was let me get it for you so i don't misquote him was he said hello world my name is carson tyler and i really do feel like this was kind of his moment um you know had some big dives got a bunch of tens tonight um and brian hattie was putting pressure on him all night which was awesome um, I thought Manny from South Carolina coached by Mike Wright had an awesome final. I really do think, um, he was up there. I thought maybe he even could get as high as third. Um, I thought he had a great final. Clayton had a good final. Um, I think he could, he probably would tell you he'd be a little happier, the better back three and a half. Um, and honestly, the guy who won the warm up in my opinion was Leo Garcia. He was on fire. He uh, added a new dive in his list. Um, you know, arm stand back, triple tuck. And he did it pretty well in the warm-up. And yeah. uh, he, he just was a little bit off, almost like a little too amped up and and just kind of missed some stuff. So we know we'll see him back, hopefully, and kind of uh, ready to go. I know he maybe in the maybe summer, early fall, kind of went through an injury and maybe some some rehab there. So really excited for him. But excited for Carson, excited to see what the future holds, and excited to see what comes in the next few months for him at that next uh, USA National Meet. Yeah, and you you mentioned Bryden. Bryden dove lights out. He he really only missed one dive, and his reverse two and a half pike. It was just a little bit short. Definitely a miss there, but every other dive Bryden did was ridiculous. He had a crazy rip on it, and round five was really where things happened. Um, they were super tight all the way through it. Bryden led off round five. Um, well, I mean he dove seventh. So Bryden did back two and a half pike and smoked it. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if Carson's going to be able to like catch that. And Carson had back three and a half. And not only did he smoke it, he got straight tens. So he scored 99 points on back three and a half tough. It was like the show stopping dive. It was what everybody was talking about, including myself. And then last round, uh, I think he only needed about 63 points to take the win. And he had back two and a half, two and a half. Um, it was a good dive. It wasn't the the absolute show-stopping back three-and-a-half dive, but it was really good. I think he ended up still scoring 81 points to take the title. 
I was just so excited. You know, I, I we were on the ride home, just a little bit recap in the car. And I was like, man, for how hard we kind of puffed our chest up for Carson to see him do that. I'm just so happy for him. You know, we got to meet the families, got to meet, uh, you know, Carson's mom and dad. We got to meet Lyle's parents. We got to meet, you know, Clayton's and uh, Noah Dupair's. And like, we talk about in diving all the time, how there's a camaraderie on deck between competitors. And of course we're all competitive. We all want to win, but we truly want to win because everybody was at their best. It really felt like the parents are on the same page. You know, everybody has seen each other from age group to now NCAA. There is such a camaraderie between the parents. They go on vacations together. I mean, it was so cool to be immersed in this elite level D1. And we had thought maybe that camaraderie was only like D2, D3. Like it exists even at the highest level. And that was so much fun to be a part of. And, you know, I was, I was just super excited. This whole meet, everything, it was so much fun to just be here and observe. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I honestly, I think it's important for us to uh, say this for our listeners so that we were very transparent about Aaron and I is uh, at one moment there was someone in the stands. It's like, Oh, you, what's your unbiased opinion? I said, we are super biased. Like <laughs> the people we've interviewed, like we've developed, you know, friendships with some of these people. Like we want to see everyone do well, but like, we just like you people at home have favorites and people we like to cheer for. Um, and you know, Carson's one of those people. It's hard not to cheer for him. He's a great young man. He's exciting to watch. His family is awesome. Like, so you know, I, I think it's like, we are, we are not unbiased. We will give you our honest opinion and our objective opinion on certain things, but uh, yeah, we, we are super excited for Carson. We're super excited for everybody in that final, but very, very excited and happy for Carson and all that hard work. Um, Cause I, I mean, I'll say it like, I do think there are times that maybe Carson gets a little bit overlooked in that trio or quad of, of elite divers that are there. Andrew Quinn, Max Weinrich, Carson, you know, and, and that's just going to always be that way that they're always going to have elite divers. So it's nice to see Carson have his moment to kind of shine and, and be the star. Cause I think, I mean, he, he is so, yep. um, so is Quinn. So is Andrew. So is Max. So are the next 25 male and female divers that are going to come from IU. Um, and then the last thing we want to touch on with you guys before we go is uh, we, we decided to try something with a group of friends diving group um, that we have, uh, we just called fantasy diving. We know we are not the only ones that do this. We know that people in the past have done this and we we did our take on it. Um, so I'll let Aaron explain kind of what that was and how we put it together. Yeah, so the the draft process honestly was probably the most fun part of all of this. Um, so what we did was we had seven people. So we just did a snake draft, right? You do your fantasy football drafts. It's very similar. You have a 1.01 pick through one seven and then that seventh guy gets also the eighth pick and the way we set it up was if you picked let's say andrew capabianco's dive um let's go with one meter for instance in our draft andrew's reverse twister was the first overall pick so that person is now no longer eligible to take another andrew dive on one meter on one meter and they have to fill out a legal six dive list you can double up on anything you want, but it has to be a legal six dive list. And so you draft all the way down and you create your list. And what was super fun about it was once you get to backs and reverses, you have to like think a little bit, all right, who's good at backs and reverses? And 
when do they do them in their order? And I man, it's like for me, when I drafted, I really wanted a Jack Ryan back or reverse on one meter. I've seen it in person. It's unbelievable. He's a great rip. So I made sure that in my third round of the draft, I grabbed Jack Ryan's 205C on one meter. And I was excited. You know, I got the back category taken care of. I didn't have to worry about it. And then I could focus elsewhere. You know, there were a ton of strategies. You know, the first round, you, you, we, would, we pretty much all went for a big dive. You know, uh, Andrew's 107B, Andrew's 405B. Um, we had Lyle Yost, 205B. So Heath took Lyle's back. He got that one out of the way. And again, that's one of those dives that there's clearly an advantage. It has a degree of difficulty advantage. We've seen Lyle do it very well. So he covered that category right away. Didn't have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, we did the same thing on three meter and the same thing on tower. And it was just so much fun to draft and figure out who you were going to take, when you were going to take them. And we only did this for the prelims. And so what that did for us as a group, I mean, three of us were here watching the meet. The other four were at home and they're texting us the whole time. Like, oh man, I really want Quinn to hit this inward three and a half. And he did. It was crazy, but it made the prelims more engaging. And we were watching every dive. We were watching all the divers and it was just a really fun way to make the prelims more enjoyable because prelims are long and we all know that and it's long for the divers it's long for the parents it's long for the judges we had a couple people say that and it's like man this fantasy diving could make the prelims better and then you know we can expand on it so he had actually a couple good ideas on how to maybe even expand it yeah so um i think first and foremost before we get started this is very important to make explicitly clear there was zero betting on this. Yeah. This was strictly for like the pride of like being engaged in prelims and who won. Um, we did not bet anything. There's no prize. Like it was just for us as a group of friends to become more engaged with the prelim meet because we know it's three hours to three and a half hours long. Um, but some of the ideas that we were bouncing around uh, along with Chris White, former guest of the show, I don't know what episode he was. We'll have to give him a shout out for that though. Um, the coach at St. Thomas. We were sitting here because we ran into an issue where um, Andrew was entered in the meet with a 107B on three meter. And that got changed to his uh, 5156, his triple twisting two and a half. So that instantly uh, made that person's list illegal. They would have had three twisters. Um, so we did come up with a solution that we thought was fair in the moment, um, which what we did was we ended up flipping their dives um, and we gave them whatever the highest combined total would have been. We gave the benefit of the, of the doubt to the picker, it's not their fault that their list became like that. So that's something we have to try to figure out in the future. Um, but I think what we talked about was actually, instead of what we had done was we had three separate drafts. We had a one meter draft, a three meter draft and a tower draft. And we randomized the order for each one. So for instance, like I was a later pick in round in the one meter and three meter, but I was the first pick in tower, um, which was fun. That was nice seeing how that plays out. But one of the ideas we have as a way to cheer for more than just your your top maybe 10 divers, let's say, you know, a lot of people had Lyle dives, Quinn dives, Carson, Andrew, so on and so forth. You get the picture was to just make it an 18 round draft where you have to fill a list on 10 meter or excuse me, tower, one meter, three meter. And it's your responsibility to make sure it's legal. If you don't have a legal list at the end, then you're going to lose. But um 
and just follow through because then you're going to have 18 different divers that you have, you're going to have to cheer for at some point. Um, we thought that would be super fun. We thought it would add in a bit more strategy in terms of the draft, which we were literally sitting there and we're like, oh, this would change how I do this and this. Um, and, and honestly, we we really took this idea from Brandon Luciavo. When If you go back and listen to him, we talk about how can you make diving more fun? Or I think we said, what can USA Diving do better? And he said, we need to make it more fun. We need to like, his, his was allow people to bet in the stands. We're not going to go that far as to say that. But like, this was very enjoyable. It made prelims really fun. Like we were sitting there on the edge of our seat. There were ups and downs a lot more than as just watching as a general fan, because like, man, whenever, you know, I don't mind saying like I had Jordan Rosepka's, uh triple in on 10 meter. And I'm like, oh, this should be close to a hundred point dive. And he, he just was off today. And that happens in our sport. But it's like, I'm sad with alongside of him, not the same as he is, but it's like, oh man, like that that just makes it more fun you're more excited for these dives yeah. as opposed to just your general excitement but that's it from me for uh well, for this episode but first uh i will say this before before i hand it off to aaron first nca division one national experience like aaron and i literally have already said we got to figure out how to be at more of these it is a thing that i would recommend every diving fan go to it was an exciting three days of diving i think really the only thing that I can see that would compare to this is going to be an Olympic trials or an Olympics. This was absolutely incredible. I recommend anyone, if it's near you, go to it. Like, find a way to go to it. Well, I think this meet is way better than trials. I mean, we got international people galore in this meet, and our trials would only be our United States crew, which, I mean, that's a fantastic group of divers in itself. Uh, but I honestly, like, the only better competition would probably be the Olympics. And I'm super excited or, you know, world championships, whatever it might be. Um, I did want to give a quick shout out to Scott Stelic. Scott dove with me at St. Cloud State. He was in our fantasy group and he was the grand champion. Scott on one meter had a 395. Scott on three meter had a 409. And then Scott's tower list was 416 for 1221 points over three lists averaged over 400 that was cool uh way to go scott uh excited to to have you be a part of this inaugural fantasy diving deal and uh, i know he was texting me about midway through the draft like dude this is really fun yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was cool to get that but um yeah that's all i had for this episode so make sure you hit us up on instagram um our email is the divingpod at gmail.com absolute blast from Minneapolis until next time.